We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Before 9.04 on a Tuesday morning, we welcome you aboard all around the DMV and beyond via the Odyssey app, which is where we are always live, always free, and always there for you. Whether it's live, on demand, rewind, you know the deal. If you ever have any trouble, go check out the all-new Odyssey app, all-new updates and all that good stuff. And we are here with you until noon, leading you up until burgundy and gold today. Uh, as we get going on a Tuesday in the DMV, along with Matt Essig, I'm Chris Russell, a.k.a. The Rooster. Pedro will be here shortly. Uh, he is completing some Navy commitments uh, that came up. Uh, with East Carolina at the last sec, so I'm sure we will get a little spot on that. But let's do this, and let's hit it hard. Good news for the Commanders. Yes, finally, 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 the Rock. No, finally, Cam Curl is coming back, baby. Hmm. Love that breaking news bed. Duck, duck, go, and everything in between, man. You might have to duck, duck with Cam Curl on the loose, on the prowl. Listen, he ain't going to solve how horribly wretched their corners are, how brutal their linebackers are, how awful their run defense is in one snap of a finger, in one flip of the light switch, in one appearance. In one moment of cleats on grass. But you know what? Sure as hell helps. Cam Curl coming back after a two-game absence. Oh, by the way, for those of you that have been, like, at least on my Twitter, I don't know if you've been doing this to everyone else, whining and crying about, see, 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 we shouldn't have let Landon Collins go. Listen, 
First of all, relax. First of all, relax. Landon Collins was fine in the Buffalo nickel role, and that's it. That's all. That's all he could do. That's all he could do. That's all he could do. Cam Curl can play everywhere. Cam Curl can play in the Buffalo nickel. He can man up on tight ends. He's fat. He's physical. He's feisty. He's handsy. Listen, he's going to get beat from time to time, but Cam Curl is one of the smarter guys back there. I think he is a versatile switchblade, and I think the defense is going to be better when you have Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, and Bobby McCain, and you're not sitting in a situation where if you go nickel, okay, which teams are in 70-ish percent of the time, give or take, roughly, where you always have to go, William Jackson the third, Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Just. You could go two corners and three safeties. Or you could play dime more with three safeties and three corners because the third safety, the Buffalo, would essentially act as a linebacker. You have six defensive backs essentially on the field, one true linebacker, that's seven, and four defensive linemen. Or if you wanted to go, if you wanted to go, and I don't know if they're going to play many of these five-man fronts, you know, with no Federian Mathis, probably no Daniel Wise this week, probably, uh, and with guys shuttling in and out, uh, and Jonathan Allen banged up. I don't know if you're going to go five defensive linemen, but you could theoretically go five defensive linemen, no linebackers, essentially, if you wanted to, uh, on the f- on the field. I, I, again, I don't think this would really happen because you would want Cole out there, uh, of course, just because he's got the dot, uh, the helmet, and the microphone, and all that crap to call out the plays but I mean you could signal in plays from the sideline if you absolutely needed to I mean theoretically you could go five defensive linemen and six defensive backs again with one of the defensive backs acting as a true linebacker there's all sorts of different things you can go but that news first reported by John Kine Ben Standig of the Athletic and Odyssey DC backing that up so Cam Curl cleared to return Uh, we knew he was close Uh, so that is really 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 good news uh, on this Tuesday Tuesday morning to start because the bad news is, oh yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town. Birds of prey. Yeah. You're going to have to say a prayer at church on Sunday morning or Saturday evening when you want for the commanders to win this game. Oh, listen. Um, I don't think that anybody should go, oh my gosh, the the commanders are going to lose this game 45 to nothing. I sort of made a joke on Twitter late last night. I was tired. I was delirious. I was like, ah, you know, it feels like the Eagles could cover the 45. But I, I, in the same tweet, I said, you know what? After getting mauled in Motown, after getting their teeth kicked in, after being basically drug up and down the field for the most part, there's no chance that the commanders come in as fat, lazy, happy, as not hair on fire, as quite honestly, as um, I always say this, and, and Danny Ruya has stolen this from me. Trust me, your boy was the one that first said this. This team does not handle prosperity well. This team Not that they never do it, because otherwise you wouldn't have a winning streak. And they had a four-game winning streak last year, just as an example. This team does not handle prosperity well. You know what they generally handle pretty well? Generally. 
is getting their teeth kicked in, getting embarrassed, and getting basically yanked around like, I don't know, a, I guess a dog, although I wouldn't suggest doing that to your dog. That's not nice. But you, you know what I'm, I'm trying to say? They handle that pretty well. Not great, not all the time, pretty well. I expect a much better performance, a much better effort, a much better execution than the Washington Commanders gave in Detroit. So that is our backdrop to the two Monday night games, which we're going to get into now. But as we mentioned, we welcome in my tag team partner, the co-host of this fine radio program, which, yes, uh, you can actually listen to, and we have Jay Gruden on every week, and we've had him on for a year and a half. Uh, we were the ones that came up with that. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. We had Jay Gruden yes. on all last year. Um, yeah. Pete Medhurst. Sorry to be a couple of minutes okay. late, but it was the only moment I could get with the East Carolina head coach, Sorry. Mike Houston, the former James Madison coach. Just an impressive, impressive guy. Felt like I could have talked to him uh, for a half hour this morning. But, you know, when I when I was watching that game in the first half last night, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, this is as advertised. I mean, I, I, I've pegged Philadelphia, Chris, throughout this whole time. Th- coming into the season, I pegged them as the top team in the East. And so far, they've done nothing to discourage me from the prediction that I made about them being the top team in the East. Jalen Hurts continues to improve. That was the one big question mark. Would he improve? Would he raise their level of play? A.J. Brown's been electric. Uh, with his acquisition. So now it makes the offense even more difficult to prepare for because A.J. Brown adds an element that wasn't there last season. So if you're the Washington defense, yes, as the, the news you indicated, Cam Curl being back certainly is going to help. But if they don't execute whatever the hell it is that Ron says, Ron said yesterday it's not scheme. Well, if it's not scheme, then it's your personnel, Hoss, and you either got to go find better personnel, which you didn't do in the offseason, or you got to find a different scheme. So don't tell us it's not the scheme. If guys are, are getting beaten like a drum like this, then it's personnel. You chose not to change the personnel at all in the offseason. So to me, this is one of those gauntlet games. The whole world thinks Philadelphia is coming in here and probably winning by double digits. They're expecting Carson Wentz to throw a couple of touchdown passes. They're also expecting Darius Slay to run one back for a touchdown for Philadelphia. That's what the outside forces are going to be thinking this week. But this game has not so fast, my friend, written all over it. Mm-hmm. It, it happens in the NFL. Washington's going to score enough to be competitive in the game. Of course, the ultimate question is whether it's Cam Curl coming back or not whether it's the former Arkansas Razorback, John Ridgway, who was a fifth-round pick of the Cowboys this year, whether he comes in here and plays some snaps and makes a difference, whatever. I mean, this this team has to match Philadelphia. And I will say this too, though. This is a maturity game for Philly. They're feeling their oats. They're playing well right now. And they're going into a division rival who is hurting a little bit after getting beaten uh, by Detroit. Uh, this past week. So this is a maturity game for Philadelphia. How do you handle winning? How do you handle the bullseye that's clearly now going to be on your uh, on yourselves the entire season? But certainly based on what we saw last night. And granted, the second half was a little sleepy, but the first half was prime time execution 
by Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles in that matchup where Minnesota never stood a chance last night. Yeah, no doubt. And they basically took their foot off the gas pedal in the second half. And Minnesota's defense played better. They were a little bit more aggressive going, you know, again, down big, uh, going aggressively or at least a little bit more aggressively. And their offense didn't help them. It was kind of like Washington's performance against Detroit in the first Mm -hmm. half this week. Mm -hmm. Minnesota's offense didn't help them at all uh, in the first half of that game. I mean, listen – Nobody should be surprised by Kirk Cousins' struggles in a primetime, especially Monday night spot. I think he's now 2-11 in his career. Kirk has been better in the Sunday night window for whatever reason. Remember that destruction of Jack Del Rio and the Oakland Raiders Mm -hmm. in 2017, his final year here, week three on Sunday night. Remember how he absolutely lit up the Green Bay Packers in 2016, uh, the Sunday night before Thanksgiving, before they went down to Dallas and unfairly had to play such a quick turnaround and whatever. Uh, Kirk has been pretty darn good in the Sunday night window. I I shouldn't say pretty darn good. I don't have the overall numbers, but he's been better in the Sunday night window. Not as awful in the Thursday night window, dreadful in the Monday night window. I don't know if any of that makes a difference. I don't think it does. Last night, he was, again, awful is is the kindest way I could say it. 27 of 46, a, a 221, a touchdown, three interceptions. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles did not, no team, no team. I mean, here's how bad it was for the Vikings and how good the Eagle defense was. No team scored a point in the second half. The score was 24-7 at the half. It was 24-7 at the end. Second half is kind of sleepy. I mean, for both teams, right? So, again, while everyone is singing the praises of the juggernaut of the Eagles offense, and listen, I understand. I get Jalen Hurts was awesome in the first quarter, uh, in the first half last night, 26-31, overall 333, a touchdown and an interception. The interception really was not – I don't think his fault. I don't know how you interpreted no, that. I mean, it went well, off and the Troy receiver's Aikman, hands. Troy Aikman even said, too, on the one with Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Jefferson did something on the route that essentially the receiver's not supposed to do. It no, looked no, like no. A, I, mean, I meant Hurts. On the, on, on, oh, on right. Hurts' one interception. Yeah. It went off, yeah, it I mean, went it, off of... Um, tip ball, man. Was it Kenny Gainwell's hands? Pr- I think it was sure. Kenneth Gainwell's. Yeah. But, you I mean, know, so, tip ball, so that's I mean, not, it's not a big deal. Listen, Kirk, there's no defending Kirk. The, the Vikings got their ass kicked last night, and Jonathan Gagnon... I didn't see much of the first half because I was out with the birthday and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was watching the game through a window from a long distance. So I'm sure I missed it. Jonathan Gagnon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, he blitzed the crap out of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. And guess what? No Chase Roulier. We know at least this Sunday and probably the rest of the year. We don't know if Wes Schweitzer is even going to practice this week. Never mind play. That's your backup center. They could be on John Toth. Or Sadi Charles at center. Oof. You think Jonathan Gagnon's going to play footsie and, and, Absolutely and, and not. sit back and play zone coverage? Uh-uh. Not happening. Not a chance. So that is the biggest fear. That is, I think that is the biggest fear going into this game is how aggressive Philadelphia is going to come after Carson Wentz and now a beat-up offensive line, especially on the interior. The to, to answer that, though, do you think Washington now is better equipped to handle, you know, with short routes, quick slants, with these receivers, you could hit some big plays. Oh, I, I, I you could l- hit I some lo- big plays. I would love here. for them to do that. I would love. This for is them big to play. Hit. This is this is that, that's the counter to it. If you're Scott Turner, what's the short passing game that um, you're talking um, about? Just saying, you huh? have to get the ball hmm. out of 
Carson Wentz's yeah. hands quickly this week because what happened last week? Okay, Carson starts floating to the left, floating to the left, and Hutchinson gets all the way around Cosme, all the way to the other side. Right. And Carson still had the ball in his hands. And when you look at the play on the, uh, you know, I want to, there were a couple that you could see on TV, but I, I want to want to look at the all 22 on a couple of those sacks to see, is there somebody there that he should have seen or was that good coverage which enabled Hutchinson to get in on those sacks. Because sometimes if there's a ball that's – if there's a, a play to be made there, what's the one thing we've talked about with Carson Wentz? Ball, got, sometimes he'll hold on to the ball. Right. Other quarterbacks do the same thing. Right. That's why I want to see, and that, that all 22 tends to arrive yeah. today. Yeah. So, I haven't had a chance to see that yet. My I, I don't gen- want to decapitate f- him on those plays – you know, without seeing the all 22 and right. seeing if there was somebody that he just flat out missed on the play. My general feel is that on at least a couple of those sacks, and especially in the first half, that he probably could have gotten rid of the ball a hair long, a hair earlier to avoid the sack, but he still would have probably taken a big hit. Oh, or he yeah, still sure. would have gotten sacked a couple of times, the intentional grounding, obviously tried to and all that. Uh, here's the bottom line. I'm not going to kill Carson Wentz by any stretch for the first half. I was more disappointed with the game plan. I was, more, you know, like, again, people bitched and moaned and screamed and whined that Terry McLaurin didn't get a touch until, what, early in the second quarter. I got it. I understand that. To me, Pete, to me, there, there's, like, there's ways that you can probably say, okay, on the first five plays of a game, like t- coaches talk about the first 15, Kyle used to do the first 20 or 25, whatever. Coaches all do it differently. There is ways that you could say, okay, on play number one, my primary read is going to be a smoke, a quick screen, whatever it might be, and Terry McLaurin is going to be target number one, and I am going to get rid of that ball quickly, boom. Yes, there are ways you could do that. And yes, it was disappointing that Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson basically didn't have a touch, I think, until, again, late first quarter, early second quarter, whatever it was. I'll, I'll go back and double check exactly when it was. But it was around that time. There are ways you can do that. But you know what was more disappointing was overall the philosophy was. Overall, hey, we're going to run our offense. We're going to send guys on intermediate and deep routes. We're going to we're going to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay? That was the problem because that tells me that there is a certain cockiness, a certain and, and I'm not saying this is all on It's Scott, an athletic but, arrogance. But, but There's the, no question. Yeah, the, there is an arrogance, a cockiness, whatever it might be to say, hey, here's what we do. We're going to do this regardless of what they're going to do. Why? Because, Pete, I'm not a coach. And what did I tell you last week? What did we talk about? They don't have a quarterback that can run away and burn you by escaping like the Philadelphia Eagles did in week one. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts against the Detroit Lions to slow down that pass rush. They don't have that. Carson Wentz, yes, he's athletic. Yes, he's somewhat mobile still. He's not Jalen Hurts. And basically to put him as a sitting duck, whether, again, he could have pulled the trigger a hair earlier or not, to me was a terrible, terrible thought process. 
whatever you want to call it, the fact that they didn't have naturally designed running back screens, the fact that they didn't have tight end bubbles, wide receiver smokes, wide receiver slants built into the offense. I don't care about touches. I don't care about fantasy stats. I'm talking about getting the damn ball out of my quarterback's hands and not asking my offensive line to sit there and get ambushed because they got ambushed on the right side, in the middle, on the left side. They got ambushed in every freaking way. Question to ponder going to break, and I'll get your answer on the other side. Cousins, Cook, Thielen, Jefferson, Wentz, the three amigos, and your two running backs, Gibson and McKissick. It's better equipped to take the field offensively right now in an NFL game. I think it's worth talking about because the question ultimately to me is, it's not whether Washington is going to be able to score. It's how they keep this game from being 45-24. Because to me, I think this group will be able to move the football. Do you think the same? I mean, take a look at those two units. There's a lot to like about Minnesota's elite unit with Jefferson, Thielen, Dalvin Cook is the running back, and of course, Kirk Cousins, who, by the way, continues to be one of the richest 500 quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League. 60 up. 60 down. 301-230-0980. Dial it up with us. Which group are you going to battle with? Cousins, Thielen, Jefferson, Cook? Or are you taking the three amigos and the two running backs here in Washington with Carson Wentz as they're going to take on a Philadelphia defense that tries to be just as explosive and active on that side of the football? 301-230-0980. Streaming live for free, of course, as always, on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Off and running on a Tuesday morning. It's a day off of the park. Team gets back in uh, earnest tomorrow, preparing for Philadelphia. We know we knew before last night this is going to be a heck of a battle for Washington. But I ask you, I mean, you watched it last night. You watched that Philadelphia defense. Look, as much as we're talking about, as much as we're talking about the quality of their running game, as much as we're talking about the improvement of Jalen Hurts, Chris, the thing to me is is the improvement of an even greater improvement in Philadelphia's defense. Because that's a group with skill people last night that they limited and really made life difficult for. But I ask you the same question. Which group are, are you willing? What's a deeper skill group to go to battle with? Carson 
with the three amigos and the two running backs and Logan Thomas, the tight end, or are you taking Kirk Cook, Thielen, Jefferson? And is that maybe one of those cases last night where rookie head coach, tough spot, and it took them a little while to get their legs under them and after they took that initial punch uh, from Philadelphia in that game? I think it's a fascinating question. I mean, I think you could also involve the Eagles' weapons in in, in that just for, you know, uh, if you wanted to. But just if you're talking about Vikings supporting cast and weapons, commanders supporting cast and weapons, I would – I'd probably take the Washington commanders at – at this point. A little deeper. I think there's a little think more a variety. Little deeper. I think uh, there's a little more variety right. available there right. with the Washington side. Because, because here's the thing. like I, Osborne made some plays for them last year. Uh, and Jalen Rager is a former first-round pick who was a flame-out actually in Philadelphia. Uh, w- w- the irony between that trade and that game last night and him making his return and, and what Philadelphia missed by not drafting Justin Jefferson over Jalen Rager and, and, and then two years now, later. Ironically, they got know, both. Th- right, exactly. And all and, and all that, and our buddy Ben Kotwika is, of course, you know, uh, with the special teams of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. So he's got Jalen Rager working with him uh, now, and all that. So, um, you know, tough loss for the Vikings last night. But I would say the deeper set of weapons, especially if you factor in Thielen, tends to get a little bit banged up, right? Uh, which I mean happens. Uh, he wasn't targeted, I don't think, until. Uh, maybe I believe the start of the second half last night, somewhere right around that. Um, Irv Smith is not bad, scored a touchdown last night, but I wouldn't say he's a prolific tight end. I wouldn't say when Logan Thomas is back fully and he's already got a touchdown, he's already got four huge catches in the two games for the Washington Commanders, all four of which have led directly to or were or uh, were the play before touchdowns. I think they're better at tight end, Washington is. And then the combination, assuming that it stays healthy, of Dotson, McLaurin, and Samuel. I, You know, you call them the three amigos. Uh, you ain't calling them the three stooges, I tell you that much. That three, that triple threat, and whatever they get out of Antonio Gibson moving forward. Oh, and by the way, when Brian Robinson comes back, and we still haven't even seen a whole lot of J.D. McKissick, I think that whole combination is deeper. I think it's more eclectic, if you will, than the Minnesota Mm -hmm. Vikings. The only question I have for really both teams is Kirk, we know, has the reputation, and some of it is well-earned, of not being a big game player. I don't think Carson has that necessarily that reputation, but can Carson avoid the big, big mistake that Kirk usually avoids? Kirk just doesn't play well at times. Carson makes the big boneheaded mistake but he usually plays well in big spots or big games. That hasn't been the baggage on him. And can either offensive line hold up? The Vikings offensive line still is not good. And the Eagles knew that, and they ambushed them last night, time and time again. And Jonathan Gannon never let off, he never let his foot off the gas no. pedal. And they're in trouble with that. Kirk gets rid of the ball quickly. He doesn't get injured, but he got knocked around a lot last night, especially again in that second half as nothing was working right. And again, when you're down, tw- 
I mean, we saw the Commanders down 22 nothing, Pete, at the at halftime, and they instantly woke up. There was none of that for the Vikings. They had the one trip inside the red zone. Maybe it was two trips. But the one time inside the 10-yard line, and Kirk throws a lollipop pass, and Darius Slay, and my God, how good was Darius Slay last night in man press, in zone. He, uh, the interception in the end zone came off a zone, or at least it looked like zone. But, I mean, he was on Justin Jefferson's hip all night long. Even though he, Justin Jefferson had 12 targets, six catches, only 48 yards. I mean, he just blanketed him, whether they played man, whether they played zone, and they will mix because Bradbury's more of a zone corner. We talked about that over the offseason. Slay can play both zone. See, William Jackson III can't play zone and man. Can't play. Darius Slay can. Can he play either right now? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know, but I know he can't do what they're asking him to do. We saw last night that Darius Slay can do whatever. And not to say he's never going to get beat. He can I mean, do, every he corner can is going to get beat. What, it's just the yeah, nature of the game now. But He can do whatever yeah. you want him to do. Yeah, there's what, no question. Because he played both man and zone last yeah. night. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and break down the all twenty two. I'm gonna leave that you know f- for the experts. But you and I know football. He played both, and he did an amazing job. And again, I think the interception came it, Chris, in zone, but but a lot but of his pass the, breakups came in. That's man. one of the toughest people in the league to cover. Yes, that's one of the toughest oh. people in the league to cover. I, I mean, is Justin and Jefferson he, he really the best his, receiver right now in in in, in football? Is it too if early? We are if we are drafting a football team Mm -hmm. fantasy style okay Justin Jefferson's first wide receiver coming off the board is he clearly over cup and Stefan Diggs I think it's I yeah I think you could yeah I I mean I think you could make the argument but I I I don't if I have somebody better than Kirk Cousins to throw the ball to him I think Jefferson might be the number one guy coming off the board but 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 while we're living in a fantasy I world for this hypothetical, you don't have anything better than. But Kirk I could Cousins. look. I mean, I can uh, look. You want to give me Cup? You want to give me Diggs? You want to give me Jefferson? I'm going to be happy with any of the three guys. I think it's a fascinating argument. All that three w- are right. And, I mean, look, and I'll be honest with you. I might. Is there anybody we're missing in that group or no? I mean, Tyreek Hill, I guess, right? Yeah, because but he does it in a different way. Yeah. Um. These are. Would look, you still put Devontae Adams in that group? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, top five. That's your top five. What I, right? what I love about what I love about Diggs, Cup, and Adams, maybe even a smidge more than Jefferson. And Troy Aikman alluded to this last night. I mean, Jefferson had kind of a a boo boo on one of the routes that re, that it ended up being an interception. But the footwork and the elite route running of Diggs. I mean, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs might be the best route runner right now in the NFL. His elite footwork and precision. On his routes is extraordinary. Steph, Adams, at, uh, Stephon Diggs, right, yeah. yeah. Adams, Cup, both elite route runners. Did you see the route that Steph? I I don't remember which touchdown it was. Maybe it was the first, second. I can't remember the route that Steph ran, and then the explosion of speed. Yeah. The I, to chase down the, and and listen, Josh Allen's got a howitzer. The explosion after the route. I mean. You know, and, and quite honestly, like, again, that's how Cooper Cup takes very average phys- physical attributes and turns himself into this argument where you could say, hey, by numbers, he might be the best, 
just All by he does sheer is volume, get open. right? Because of his route running and his ability to shake. You know who also has some of those attributes? And we kind of talked about it. And Jay kind of mentioned it yesterday. That's right. Again, Jay Gruden on this show. <clears throat> 10 a.m. every uh, Monday morning. Every Monday was with us all year last year uh, <clears throat> because we're smart. Uh, and he's smart, too. Uh, the route running so far, and again, it's very early, that Jahan Dotson off the line of scrimmage in compressed space has shown. Like, everybody talked about his speed and versatility, slot, outside. I, we, we've talked about, it, I, like, his catch radius. Pete, the get-off on some of these routes inside the five-yard line, the touchdown last week against Jacksonville, back line of the end zone, mm-hmm. the get-off on that, the get-off on the one-yard touchdown run, and then the ability to high point and climb the ladder as well and snatch 50-50 type balls, even though they're not 50-50 well, think about it too. On the one two-point play. On the one two-point play. That's compressed space in 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 total. And you're you've got a guy that just leaves people in the dust, yeah. you know, leaves their feet in cement. And and you got to figure he's only going to get better as each week goes by. If he can stay healthy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's obviously I think the they have an thing. absolute st- – and that's going back to your original question. Again, but first think glance, it. I would say, right. yes, they do have a deeper operation. But now that I think about it more and, – and, and I'll tell you this – now, I wouldn't take the the Eagles offensive line is clearly better than the Commanders and the Vikings and whatever. It's clearly great. I would I would take if you're just matching weapon 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 weapon. I would take the Commanders over the Eagles weapons. I would take the Commanders over the Vikings weapons. Now, again, there's a huge difference in that even when healthy, the Eagles offensive line is way better than the Commanders and way better than the That's Vikings. That's an elite offensive line. Way better. I mean, you can use the E word with the Eagles yeah. offensive line. It's elite. Yeah. When it's healthy. Yeah. When Kelsey is there, well, sure. when Kelsey is there and commanding that offensive line, uh, that that's an elite group. But you touched on But you on see it. where I'm, I'm yeah, getting that, absolutely. right? Absolutely. You talked about it, though, all week involving the Eagles. And again, they showed you last night. They involved Gainwell, Scott, and Miles Sanders mm-hmm. in the running game and the passing game. They had eight different guys catch footballs last night. Devontae Smith shut out in week one, not shut out last night. Seven catches. So they, they expanded the package even more this week. Hurts elite last night in terms of his accuracy. Yeah. I mean, he's 26 of 31. And that, again, part of it is your linebackers and safeties are paralyzed with him because if they come up too far thinking he's going to run – He's been able to beat them with the pass so far. And if you stick back on third and three, third and four, he's simply going to be able to tuck it down and scramble and get the three or four yards for a first down. It's an incredible weapon to have as an offensive team. And right now, that Eagles outfit is rising to the occasion. That was the biggest thing. You know, we, we talked about last year there were no expectations. New head coach, everybody's like, who, you know, who's Nick Sirianni, you know? That this team's going to win five games. Mm-hmm. They end up in the playoffs. This year, target on their back. Expectations. Just like Washington had last year. Mm-hmm. There's great expectation. Mm-hmm. Well, Philadelphia's handling that business so far. The quarterback, who everybody wants to continue to question, is getting better and continues to get better. Credit to Nick Sirianni and the Eagles offensive staff for continuing that growth. Right now, dude, if they don't suffer a ton of injuries, that is that is a really, really good football team. Right now, the question ultimately to me is, Washington's going to score points, but this comes down to a simple 
thing in my mind. How is this game not 38-28, 45-24? How, how does Washington keep this game, you know, in 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 reach this coming week? It, it almost reminds me of times, you know, in the early 2000s when Navy simply had to outscore people because they were not as talented on defense overall. And they would win games in triple overtime, 59-52 out in San Jose, uh, at San Jose State, in seven overtimes with mm-hmm. Keenan Reynolds. So, I mean, let, what, let, how, does, how, does, how does Washington keep Philadelphia reasonably close this week? Yeah. And do they have to score each and every time pretty much that they have the football? There's no margin for error offensively this week against this Philadelphia team. Because if you do what you did last week against Detroit, this is going to get ugly real fast this weekend. Let's talk about it at 301-230-0980. Russell's got questions on the other side of this, but right now you know what time it is. All right, we opened up the show with some good news in the, all the gloom and doom of the loss in Detroit and the Eagles coming to town this Sunday after their big Monday night win 24-7 over the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell and company last night. Uh, as you heard here on the Team 980, the good news is for Washington, Cam Curl has been cleared to return after missing the first two games. That first reported uh, by John Kahn, Ben Standig uh, of Odyssey DC and of course the Athletic uh, confirming that as well. So Cam Curl set to make his debut, assuming that nothing happens between now and then. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock, FedEx Field Week 3, Eagles and the Commanders. Washington also claiming, as Pete mentioned, offensive lineman John Ridgway, who was let go by the Dallas Cowboys, and they quickly waved Donovan Jeter, who just signed early last week, played Sunday, and he is now gone, at least for now. Meanwhile, big NHL news. How about this? A double retirement day. P.K. Subban at the age of 33, longtime defenseman uh, and a very good one at that and a burgeoning media career, calling it an NHL career. Meanwhile, Zdeno Chara, Big Z, going to retire after signing a one-day contract as a member of the Boston Bruins. 24 seasons, almost 1,700 games, including a year with the Capitals. And that's what's trending. That's what Jalen Hurts is going to be singing when he comes into FedEx Field next week. Because I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm really, really bad. He's a bad man right now. 26-31 last night. Birds all over the Minnesota Vikings 24-7. By the way, shout-out, birthday shout-out. It was Russell's yesterday. Today, Wes Untel Jr. Happy birthday, oh, Coach. Happy birthday, Coach. From all of us here at Russell and Medhurst. Absolutely. Um, you know... Questions, obviously, from Can't wait you. The Wizards to see what they look like. Absolutely, got to got to win some more games, though. We yes. need we need to win. Of course, flagship station for the Washington Wizards. That's exactly right. right here, right, right here, right here on the team nine eighty. Yeah, and the um, Odyssey. Yeah. Questions you have yeah. as we rise well, now into week number three. Right. So, uh, actually, before we get get to that, I just wanted to point out last night, right, uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts' great game. What did we say? 333 yards, I think it was, passing. 251 of those came in the first half, right? Yeah. He was 17 of 20. I mean, again, he whether, whether it was them pulling their foot off the gas pedal or whether it was Minnesota adjusting and getting more pressure, I th- I think if if you – 
if you watch that second half last night, and I want to go back and slowly watch it because, you know, I, I was casually watching it. But what I saw was Minnesota was a little bit more aggressive, uh, some slants and some twists and getting to Jalen Hurts a little bit more. That is probably your only chance here this Sunday of slowing down the juggernaut, right? Is if you can find a way to get to Jalen Hurts early and not have him run all over the place and run away from you like he did to Detroit and like he sort of did early on last night with 50 rushing yards on seven carries, including a 26-yarder and, oh, by the way, two rushing touchdowns um, in the first half last night. Again, so you have to have a controlled pass rush but a sustained pass rush but Pete that's the problem like hey they weren't independent contractors last week against Jacksonville Jack said we know that that may have been the only game that they have not been independent contractors and that they have had a sustained synced up pass rush right so it's hard for me to believe that they are going to get the pass rush necessary that they are going to get the attack mentality necessary and have it coordinated, sustained, and synced up so that Jalen Hurts doesn't go, oh, they're coming after me, just like he did against Detroit and like he did against Minnesota in the first half last night. Ultimately, though, how do you spy him? Are you spying him with Holcomb? I don't know, because Cole Holcomb's not good enough to run with him. I'm just saying. but I mean, Jamin Davis might. Okay. Now, to your point, and I think it's a solid one, about – Keeping the pass rush lane discipline, that way if Hurts is escaping, you want him escaping in the same place mm-hmm. where your spy is yeah. every time. Can if, you afford a spy, a dedicated spy to Jalen Hurts when you have, again, Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, Dallas Goddard? I think a on, of good yes, Chris, Chris, this is a rare occasion where you have to, where you have to deal with all six skill guys. Mm-hmm. Normally it's five. But now it's six because the quarterback is very much a weapon here. But you want him, if he's escaping him, you want him escaping between the hash marks. Right, right. You don't want him oh, yeah. outside I the agree. hash marks. I agree. Bad things happen there. Bigger gains happen there. And that way, if your your spy stays in between the hash marks, he has a much more compressed area to to run him down okay, and so to attack him. Okay, so who would that him. spy be? Would it be Jamin Davis? Davis is probably the... I mean, I would say Davis might be, but again, when you're, he's the only one that's got the. I, I mean, you, or would it be one of the, or would you play more of the Buffalo nickel again with Cam Curl back and have Defoe or Cam basically uh, be the spy? But can you trust Cam tackling right now? Um, probably not. But I trust Cam from a a a. A football IQ. Oh no, question. Football discipline, eye discipline. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I. That's not that he's perfect, no but I, I trust him more than but I trust Bobby McCain. I need I can tell the, you, that you much. need hurts. You need people to attack hurts. Yeah, you need to make hurts hurt when he when he escapes the pocket. Right. You need someone to attack him. Right. So to me, that's Davis and or Defoe. As far as I'm concerned, the problem is if you put too much on the plate. Of two young football players yeah. there, yeah. are you asking them again to do too much? Because that's when we get into where this defense is breaking down. Are are some guys being asked to do more than they can handle right now to where they're thinking as opposed to reacting and attacking mm-hmm. out there? 
Well, and again, what, without well, sitting what, what, in the what did room. they say about Jamin Davis that he that you know some of his technique in the past defense game, right? And we we've seen it, uh, kind of a little shaky. What does he do best? He's an athlete with explosive ability, speed, and athleticism and range to chase down people. Now, Jalen Hurts is a completely different animal, a completely different world. Okay. But what does Jamin Davis do better than anything right now? It's not read and react. It's not process. It's go, attack, run, speed, and hit. And I didn't, I'll be honest with you, I didn't mind their use of him last week trying to rush the pass or something. No. I didn't mind that at all. Absolutely not. I mean, mean, as as long as. Try to find, look, I will say this they are exhausting the playbook trying to find something that he can do. I think David Mayo is more the the like, hey, um, we got to take you know Gainwell or Sanders out of the backfield on a swing or a, a you know and and Cole Holcomb too. So like I think when I think they are going to be aggressive and to your point with the pass rush. Now we saw the sack on the first drive. Remember he had a sack in the Jacksonville game that was wiped out because of mm-hmm. a Kendall Fuller penalty. So that should be too. We saw the on the third and fifteen over aggressive call by Jack on the DeAndre Swift twenty two. I think the I think, and this is just this is no inside information. It sounds like we're kind of on the same page here. Jamin Davis will be the attack guy, the pass rush guy to try and funnel Jalen Hurts maybe into the interior middle, like we mm-hmm. just talked about, like you pointed out, and also the guy that says okay. If Jalen Hurts is going to bust out and run away and flush away... It's going to be through this tunnel right here. Right, but but also that's our best chance of chasing him down. Oh, yeah. No question. That's our best chance that, of corralling that, that's him. That's your only chance. Yeah. And, 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 and not exposing him against the guys like Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, or a tight end or whoever in coverage. The bigger thing... Route or, but you know what? Before you even have to worry about who's pass rushing Hurts and how he's escaping... You got to stop the run, and this yep. team this team hasn't hasn't done that in a long time. So, you know this could all be a moot point because when Kelsey and those guys are coming to the line of scrimmage, they're they're just loaded to punch you right in the chest and drive it right down your throat. Right. That's the first thing you got to figure out how to stop. And I'm not sure they got the personnel right now to do that. All right. So here's the question that we want to tee off. For touchdown at 10. 301 230 980 You want to tweet? It's at Pete Medhurst, me at WrestleMania 621. Or just again, hop in 301 230 980. We got open lines for you, and then we'll hit the phones. Here's the question What percentage chance do you give the commanders to win on Sunday? Give us a number. It could be anywhere from zero to 100. Some of you are going to pick zero probably. What percentage chance do you give them to win on Sunday? And then also as a byproduct of that, how would you try and go about stopping Jalen Hurts? Would it be what we just talked about, Jamin Davis as a spy, as a pass rusher, as a chaser? Or would it be something else? Would it be a heavy blitz attack? Would it be a casual zone drop back and and just kind of let Jalen Hurts make mistakes? What would you do if you – or Jack Del Rio, because many of you think you're smarter than Jack Del Rio. So hit us up with it at 301-230-0980. Some would say they're better off coordinating the defense right now with Vanessa Del Rio. Ooh. She might be more of a distraction to the other team's offense. Google her. 301-230-0980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.